going to start with um, gonna lock up with him, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna start with uh, lock up and try to throw him into an Irish whip. Okay, so easy enough. You're able to take Tommy and throw him into an Irish whip. So as you throw him and he goes into the ropes, he is going to use that forward momentum to bounce back and return the favor with an Irish whip of his own. <laughs> so essentially he's coming back and he's just going to grab me and whip me as well. Yep. So he does. Bre- so what do you do? I go into the ropes, use the momentum of the ropes. And as I'm coming back him, I'm going to Irish whip him back again. <laughs> Jeez Louise. We're going to just do si this shit. <laughs> Since you put it out there in response, he's going to go into the rope with the momentum for it. And instead of Irish whip this time, he is going to try to like use the momentum of the ropes and just literally do like a shoulder check towards you. But since you are in control, so now this is your spot moment. So what are you planning to do as he's coming forward with this shoulder check? As I'm watching him, I can I'm going to read the shoulder check. And as he gets closer, I'm going to turn around and attempt to grab his head to give him a stunner. Oh, my gosh. So listen At the time of this recording, WrestleMania 38 has passed, and to see Steve Austin in the ring wrestling again was something I never thought I would see. Yes! That shit was insane, but it was crazy. It wasn't the best, but it was a hell of a lot of fun anyways, but we'll talk afterwards. So you're going to literally go for a stunner. Okay. So since you are doing a stunner, obviously this is just your basic wrestling move. And just being and eh, just being quick on your feet. So I'm going to have you roll plus body. So you mean minus body? <laughs> Listen, you're going to be OK, I promise. Yeah, but dropped one. That would be a seven. OK, so not too bad. You are successful and you are able to keep your opponent's attention. So here's what you can do. You can either hand control off to Tommy and gain one momentum, or you can retain control of the match. I'm going to retain control. Okay. So, yeah, easy enough as Tommy is coming in trying to shoulder check you uh, using the momentum of the ropes. You are able to position yourself in a way that as he's coming forward with his forward momentum, you jump up, you grab him and just full on stun, pull a stunner on him. As he sells the shit out of the stunner and just hits the floor and then just bounces up super high for no apparent reason. I was shocked at how high he bounced. And he just he's still sitting there and he's just like bounces a little bit. They put springs into this shit. And then he's like, <laughs> but then but as he's testing it, a smile come on his face because he's an acrobat. <laughs> OK. So you are easily able to do. And as he goes underneath your legs, as you hop over, he's going to run into the rope. And this time. So I'm going to use a reference here. Shirai in NXT does that as she misses with the opponent and she comes in. She's actually going to, in a way, Tommy Tsunami is going to run into the top rope and kind of 619 spin his way back around using that momentum and come back charging towards you as you are coming down from the air 
as he's trying to spear you <laughs> from the <laughs> precarious position that you're in. So spot time. What oh. is your move that you want to do here? I would like to do a small thing. McCack's hands go for the t-shirt can to try to help. But he resists and lets the fight continue as it's going. Ooh, narratively, that's nice. Okay. Do, do I have to? I'm in the middle of a match. Can I roll to see if I actually saw that? If I could tell that he resists? No, I'll say that you definitely see that he has John have the t-shirt cannon in his hand, but you see him like slowly put it down as he's resisting the urge to fire it during this match. All the viewers at home see a little uh word box up here in the top right corner that says umbra will remember that uh, so he, he's coming at me from the turnbuckle or is he coming back me at me from the ropes he's coming at you from the ropes because he's charging you jumped over him he crashed into the ropes and then he like 619 his way using the momentum to turn around in the ropes doing a 619 and then also using that forward momentum to try to charge back at you. So as he's charging back at me, I'm going to be like kind of jogging backwards towards the other ropes. Mm -hmm. And as he gets me gets to me, I'm going to go ahead and try to scoop up under him to flip him over me and aiming to drop him into the box. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness, this is Wow, okay. So yeah, so you're just trying to flip him into the box, which, in my opinion, is showcasing what... You know what? It's actually, you are creating a moment for the audience as this is going to be like one of those slow motion kind of maneuvers. So I'm going to have mm -hmm. you roll plus work for this one. Ooh, I have zero in that. <laughs> Damn. How many oh, momentum no. am I? How many momentum am I able to spend at a time? You can spend as many as you like. I'm gonna spend all three and make this an eight. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good roll. But you know what? No, it wasn't. It was but it, it, one of the dice rolled off the table, and I caught it, and it, I caught it on a four. But I re-rolled it anyway. But and then it rolled into a one. I was like, motherfucker. Woof. Good. Yeah. Good thing. Good thing I gave that one extra momentum. Yo, I mean, honestly, yeah. though? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that... I, I get a very good feeling by seeing John resist the urge to use the cannon, and that is able to put me over the edge to pull this move off. <laughs> okay. You are successful in doing so. You, I'm going to... Because we're heading to the home stretch of this match, I will say that in the forward momentum of Tommy Tsunami coming after, you're able to grab him and throw him up into the air as he goes flying into the over the top rope and lands inside a box. And then I'm assuming you're just going to begin to start closing this thing because you got to close the box to win. Yeah. So Abra lifts Ben's backward to throw him into the box and he also flips over the rope and lands on the edge. And as he lands in the box, he's going to grab the top rope and use it as leverage just to hold himself up as he grabs the top of the lid and shuts it. Ding, ding. <laughs> Your winner <laughs> is Umbra. The Umbra talent. <laughs> I'm still hanging on the rope, like in on an angle holding on. And I'm just like, like full okay. on just cheering up in my 
in the air. <laughs> okay, so where is this box going to? Is the so question. Hang on. So which box is this? You said so, there's many boxes. Is it the first so, box or is this which the box? seventh? So you want me to roll a D four? Yes, roll a D four. Okay, so I know wait, what box wait, no, I know wait. what box one and two are off the top of my head. I'll make it up otherwise, but I know what one and two are. I got my D twelve. <laughs> Hold on, let's. You know what? Let's let. We're gonna let D four because technically this is his match, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, oh boy, here we go. It's gonna be two. <laughs> it says, "Do not open till Christmas," and the cane comes down and hooks it, and it goes up into the rafters. <laughs> oh my god! I I will. Can I roll meal ticket now? Because the match Shh. is because this match has been booked. Okay. I have a plus three on this, boys. Let's see. That's a ten. Nice, nice, nice. So on a ten, if they are booked, you decide if you or your client gets plus one audience. Umbra, here you go. Oh my gosh, you just got a plus one audience score. That's huge. Hold up a second. Because I'm already at top spot. Oh my god. I had the top spot because of the uh, because of the pay-per-view. <laughs> so I'm already at max. That it resets. You're a hero. No, it <laughs> No, you don't re- you only reset it if you if you get knocked out of top spot or if you hit Thank it. I don't know what, uh, what happens now. You're just awesome for uh, Yeah. I'll take it for myself then. I'll have a plus four on you. <laughs> you already gave it. You already yeah, gave, you already gave it. Shit. And it's uh, recorded <laughs> and it's in the box, so we have audio uh, proof. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. Plus one banked. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, wait, okay. that just gives you points for bank now? That's killer. Okay, how oh, does so this I guess work? I technically did do my over move with everybody. Because I, I get to do the over move at the top. We will have this conversation off camera, but <laughs> okay, never mind. I, 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 okay, I need. A, I'm reading the audience thing because I'm now interested. <laughs> Anyways, you can do that. Uh, but Umbra, as you are celebrating the ring and they announce it, we cut back to the top of the ramp as you see Louisiana man just watching from the top of the ramp once again giving. Applause, smiling, for turning around and heading back into the trauma bay doors. And Umber, you see this transpire. And you're just left with a feeling of perplexion. And it seems that Louisiana Man and you have some business that needs to be taken care of. Whatever that is. I'm going to give back Umber his headphones now. I take the headphones. I'm yeah, they're wiped oh, clean. I guess you're all right. I put the headphones around my neck and I just go, there are more matches you've got to deal with. Oh, yes. It seems like I may need to go have a conversation. And I go ahead and get down to get down from the ropes and start walking my way up the ramp backstage. Okay. So the as you're walking your way, yep. go to the room where it happens. We'll get to that in a little bit. But as you're making your way up the ramp, coming out next, you like in tandem, just 
high five Bjorn and Axel as they come to the <laughs> ring because we're about to start their match next. Uh, time, the for follow- me, time for me to do my second <laughs> round today. Okay. The following contest is scheduled for one fall set for a 10 minute time limit and is the second Boxing Day stipulation match. Once again, the only way to win is to put your opponents in one of the many boxes around the ring. Tag team rules are in effect. Only one member of the tag team must be thrown into the box in order for the other to be declared the winner. On one side, we have the Sakura Bombs. The beautiful <laughs> ladies. I wish you the best of luck, my ladies. And on the other side, we have the Coal Club. On our newest, one of the newest teams on the block. But also the champions, which is a very upset in these types of sports. Let's see who wins. As both of you gain plus one momentum, keep it. That's what the manager does. Okay. We'd love to see it. He's already he's already getting good with the books now. Okay. (laughs) Are Bjorn and Axel already out at the ring? Yeah, they're uh, sta- they're in the ring in their corner of the ring with the soccer bombs occupying the corner directly across from them uh, from a diagonal wise. Okay, so also emerging from backstage <laughs> is what appears to be the macho mage with his sunglasses, and he but he doesn't have his robe on. He's got a coal club shirt on. He has. Cat ears, cat whiskers, a cat nose painted on his on his nose, and he's got a little tail on his clipped onto his uh, his pants, and he has the those the the furry paws like cat paws, and he has a, a sign like around his neck. So he's wearing a collar with a bell like Blitzen, but it also has a sign that says "I am totally Blitzen," and he he just comes. Slinking down to the ring, very cat-like. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Does that give him an extra momentum just for seeing that? That is the best. <laughs> I will give momentum. I don't know how it will work, but like, I... No, I'll just say there's no mechanical-wise, but that's just fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next, next time, I forgot to say this for the first match. This one, Blitz is not on Macaque's shoulder because of this, but last round he was. Okay. Nah. okay. Lore fix. Who's starting in the ring? Okay. I don't know. That's up to you two. Who's starting in the ring? Also, go, 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 have... go get him, Axel. <laughs> also, I got this. Quick question, because we're going to have to roll separately for both of you if we win this. Do you both have top spot? Okay. And then I know what I have to do. Okay. So, Axel, you start in the ring and you are facing Koji, the one that you ended up fighting the most in that back, that parking lot brawl. <laughs> so she comes up to you and she bows. The bell rings. You are in control of the match. So what do you want to do first? Oh, she's a little person. and I'm a big guy. I guess I'm going to call her tie up. Make it simple. Okay, that's easily enough. So you take her to the ropes and she's, ah, okay. So you Irish whip her 
And she, uh, she's going to attempt to try to actually, you know what? She, she understands that there is a big height disadvantage because she is so small and you are so tall. So what she's going to do is as you Irish whip her into the rope, she's going to use the momentum and she is going to come in low and she's going to try to chop block you to get you down to one knee. <laughs> I respect it. John McCacks is just John McCacks. Just Classically. That's a classic little person versus big person move. John McCacks. John McCacks just watching with the hand. Oh, on the, hand I guess Axel on early in the match. So yeah, Axel, Axel, I think will take it. She comes over. He's just going to just like paw up and grab her like just under the neck right here from the knee. Yeah. And try to throw her into our uh, mind. Yeah, so she chops blocks you, but as a reaction, you grab her and you throw her into your guys's corners. So she gets thrown there, and she, with the ring awareness, understands the situation that she finds herself in. So as a response to getting thrown into your guys's corner, she is going to attempt to basically do a. She's going to attempt to turn around and try to hit Bjorn off the mat. Uh, that probably happens. Want me to roll for it? Or can I, I just say that? Wait, yeah, I wanna, wait, before that happens, I want to ask this. Does B- Bjorn look like he wants to be saved? Not yet. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, so Koji knocks Bjorn off the mat, but that is her response, so act yeah, a big setup for you. <laughs> yes. So, while all this is going on, Blitzen, who's totally not the macho mage, just like Blitzen, he is going to saunter over like a cat to the the ringside announcer's table and is totally going to jump up on the table and just sit there like a cat and just watch everything that's going on. Every now and then, grooming himself. Listen to any artists out there, please illustrate this for us. <laughs> you definitely do that. I'm not going to make you roll for it. I'm interested to see where this goes. Okay, uh, Axel, so Axel's Axel. gonna when she turns back around, Axel's gonna put her arms over the rope, look at the crowd, hear him cheering. They know what's gonna happen. He's gonna do the the the, the chop chop, uh. and he's gonna smack the front of her chest as hard as she can, as hard as he can. And then when she takes a couple steps forward, he's gonna spin with his other hand and then five star her back. Ah, oh, dude. Okay, you're just being a physical specimen here, so roll plus body for me. That's going to be a nine. Okay, that's not too bad. So on a nine, not only do you do it, but you get a choice here. You can either give control over to Kochi and gain plus one momentum for you, or you can retain control of the match. And grab her by the hair, throw it back in the turnbuckle, and uh, go for attack. Oh, okay, cool. I love that. Okay, uh, so at this point, you're you're back on the top. So okay, perfect. He tags you. Axel tags you in after just chopping and five starring Koji. <laughs> While we're both in the ring, I'm going to I'm going to grab her name Koji. You say Koji, right? Mm-hmm. Koji, I'm going to kick to the belly and put her arm over my neck and pick her up. For a vertical suplex, and just hold her straight up. But I'm going to do the half surplex into a wow. What's that called? When Goldberg did it, Jack ha- Jack 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 Hammer. Right? Jack Hammer. Is, it, is that Jack Hammer? Uh, Jack Hammer in the center of the ring. Wow. 
Dang. So yeah, so you do that to poor little Koji, and Koji's just writhing on the floor. I'm going to get the box, and I'm going to move the box into the middle of the ring next to Koji. And I'm going to pick up Koji like a ball. You would a ball and put her on my shoulder. And I'm going to do like a fake chest pass. And then I'm going to do a fade away and try to throw her into the box. <laughs> okay. You're going to try to throw her in the box and you're just being, you're just showing off here. So you're what? Do you have any heat with the Sakura bombs? <laughs> yes, we do. I yes, I do. We did, but I don't know what happened after the pay-per-view. Did we still I think have we heat maintained after that? our heat. Did we? Okay. Uh, heat doesn't always have to be is like y'all are like trying to kill each other. Technically, you're trying to kill each other, but like in the best way possible. So I'm actually going to have you roll plus heat against th for this move. I think it's a plus two, uh, John. R roll. So roll 2d6 and add a plus two. Okay. Okay. It's a five. I would like to intervene with the t-shirt cannon to help. Okay. Like a course collection by shooting it with the t-shirt cannon. Okay. Course correction into it. Okay, so I do have a disclaimer. If you're going to interrupt, you do need to spend a momentum to interrupt. So think on that real quick. Macho Rage, have... what do you got? <laughs> I was about to say, Meow, that you have momentum that you can use. I have the momentum. Okay, so... You're how trying to how much momentum would this cost? Well, to inter anyone can interrupt and you only spend one momentum to interrupt. I'm interrupting to make sure this doesn't fail. So, yeah, I'm good. You're just like, you're just like, so let's so let this if this is too meta, let me know if it's a five and then plus one momentum. It's not like a swish into the box. It's like she rolls around the rim of the box and then rims into the box. But I'm not even going to make I'm not even going to make manager John roll for it. I'm just going to say it happens because that's so fucking cool. <laughs> and yes, the roll around the rim. There's a slight moment as it slows down where Koji looks like she's going to fall off the rim of the box. But then she goes into the box. Koji's just what's happening right now? <laughs> Falls in the box. Exactly. <laughs> this all takes place in the world of Jojo Bizarre Adventures at this right. Oh my gosh! We, this yes. is, so now we're down. So now there's one tag team partner left. Yeah, and, and that, the rule state: you only need to get one into the box to win. That's close it. The, close the yep. lid. Oh, I'm gonna run up to close the lid. I'm gonna okay. run up to close the lid as fast as I can. You, you close the lid. Close oh, the lid. I there's a there's some there's a latch on this one, and I latch it, and I climb to the top of the box because I'm just gonna say this is the first box that came down, and I'm gonna wait for the hook to come from the ceiling. And it comes down while I'm standing on top of the box and I hook it there. And who's Koji's partner? What's her name? I'm sorry. So Koji's partner. So remember the soccer bombs are Kurbom. made of the screw bombs. Hanukkah. Hanukkah? Oh, that's right. Hanukkah and Koji. I'm going to turn to Hanukkah and I'm going to pull the tag. And I'm going to show her what it says. And it says, do not open till resurrection. I'm going to hold on to the box as the box goes up into the rafters with me on it. Ding, oh, ding, 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 ding. Oh, my gosh. Everyone, this was a brilliant match. Quick one, but I believe that everyone has done their part here. This affects the best out of three now. 
No, it's missing a tag team partner. Your tag team partner's gone to resurrection. <laughs> Don't worry. I can find a way to work around it. Listen, there have been two there have been enough evidence of just people being thrown together as a makeshift tag team. Oh yes, in this especially. I'm gonna make a roll for Bjorn first, then Axel for their plus one audiences. Also, we could talk about this after the fact. I read up on the whole audience thing. I figured out how it works. Cool. That's a I'm, twelve. I'm... That's a twelve for Bjorn. Oh jeez. What's that mean? Does that mean I have ridiculous you audience get, now? You get plus one audience. Hey! As I'm going up into the rafters on the box, yelling "ho ho ho," I'll take it. It's what I do best. Let's see. Time for Axel now. I'm spending one momentum so this isn't a failure. Oh, jeez. This is the first time I failed one of these. Okay. I, I gotta read what I gotta read this. Because this is the. I, I made it a seven. Oh, my heart. All he did was slap the crap out of a girl. <laughs> okay. So either I can. You gain another momentum. That's all I can do. I could cool. gain more heat with you guys, but I don't want to since I'm now your manager. I'd like to think that I gained audience for three-point shooting a woman into a box from down Throw. <laughs> And heat isn't a necessarily a bad thing. It's just how folks react to certain matches. Right. I'm going to say this. For future sake, if you get the top spot, you gain one advancement, and then you reset to no audience. To one audience. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, so basically, then you gotta go back up. I've never been cool to enough you. to be there. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I could give, I'll give you guys audience. I could do it good, but... You can get stuck, I, what you're saying. I, I'll be stuck at plus three audience. I'm fine with that at the current moment. So wait, and I know this is probably something that we need to talk about otherwise, is... When you hit top spot, they, they do talk about you get can get knocked out of top spot, and that's when you reset. Mm -hmm. So now I'm now, confused. I'm looking at it. If you have zero zero audience, you get fired, or at least yeah. me. But once you gain a top spot, anyone you knock out of the top spot resets their audience. Yep. Makes the, makes the over move over the top each episode. But it says you start and restart to one audience. And reset. That's I, I think that's I, separate from the top shot. Top is spot. that really separate? Yeah, top spot. Was... Top spot is if you're in top spot, that oh. means that basically you are, for all intents and purposes, the shit. <laughs> yeah, it just feels weird that it just stays though. It it makes, until I get knocked out. Until it makes, get out, it yeah. makes. Yeah. Mikey, take the reins. Mikey, take the reins. <laughs> We can talk about this afterwards. Uh, but I, I'm sorry, we'll I, I misread. I'll take the blame. It is fine. So, as Mary freaking Poppins is on the box, <laughs> and it's just like flying off, it. leaving Axel in the ring. Yeah, so, until resurrection, one half of the soccer bombs is locked in this box. And until Christmas, Whoa. that other dude's stuck in a box. <laughs> Damn, other... you're just bleeding the roster dry, but that's okay. Why you gave me stipulations! That is true, and I am okay with it because this is great. I love it. Speaking of boxes, matches, right in a box like me, Mary Poppins. Let me do the talking next time. <laughs> I will listen to your ideas, but let me do the talking. You weren't a manager yet. <laughs>
True. Just watching Bjorn just fly away in a box. <laughs> Jeez Louise is so great. But okay. John is just refilling the t-shirt cannon for its next shot. Okay, so now we hit the main event. So, Macho Mage, you're... Are you still dressed up as totally not Blitzen? Like, Macho Mage as Blitzen cosplay here? Oh, yes. But mm-hmm. just stand by. Because... So, once everyone has cleared the, the ring from this... I, I'm still in the ring since I have to be the manager and I have to sound off. And that's fine. That's fine. Or I guess once everyone's out of the ring, right? And you've come, going up the ramp, except for the manager, of course. Totally not Blitzen is just going to keep... Is going to sit on the table for a dramatic minute or two. And then all the lights are going to just go off and then his new theme song is going to kick in and the with the beginning in, uh, or, orchestral introduction there's just going to be like uh flashing uh flashing strobes and then ex- exploding firework and then right when it crescendos and the rock guitar kicks in the lights there's going to be explosion in the ring the lights are going to Turn back on, and the Macho Mage is going to be standing, dressed like a Macho Mage, in the middle of the ring, pointing to the top of the ramp. Oh, on McKeck's shoulder again. Oh, wow. As we see... Turned on by the entrance. What the fuck? Yeah, we... honestly, I feel the same. <laughs> As we see, the great and mighty mage has appeared. Now, where is... Now, where's the coward who chose to fight him again? So at this point, Tana makes her way down the ring once again in her typical gear. She has a white towel wrapped around her neck, and then she has her baseball bat kind of positioned in between her hands behind at the top of her neck as she's walking down. This time, she's still wearing her fingerless gloves and her sunglasses, but this time she's added a like total detestable kind of heel thing. She's just popping that bubble gum as she's walking down the ring. And she just nonchalantly just puts the bat to one side, takes off the glasses, still chewing the gum. Macho Mage is not moving. He's just still pointing at her as she comes in. And then when she finally comes into the ring, he's going to switch his hand from a point to a bring it. I see the mighty, the mighty Miss Tama cannot talk, seeing how she's still chewing her food. What a sad story, right, Blitzen? He point, he puts the mite to Blitzen, so he can say some a few words. Yeah, I know. So at this point, as you're talking, John, Tana just looks in your direction. She takes the gum out of her mouth and just flicks it and it hits you directly into the forehead. Clarify, hey. is, she, is she in the ring when she does that? Yep. She's getting fucking speared. Oh, so that's how we're starting this off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, even before the bell rings, like I'm just going to let it happen because that's freaking awesome. So uh, Macho Mage, you just full on spear her into the turnbuckle and into yep. the, her corner. And as that's soon as you hit the spear... Then the bell goes ding, ding, ding. As soon as the bell goes ding, he's just going to start raining farms into her face. 
Dang. Just into her don't, face. Don't forget, you have plus one momentum. Okay, cool. Thank you. It's what you hired me for. So you're just, it's just like forearm haymaker, just bah. We have some aggression. I'm, I'm liking this aggressive macho mage. I'm not going to lie. After the forearm haymaker, Gazuntek. After the sixth forearm haymaker, he's going to push off her and see if she does like that teeter totter thing. I am getting out of the ring. <laughs> You're just like, nope. You just take Blitz in. It's like, time to go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a range fighter, not a big. Okay, so back to the match. So after the haymakers of forearms and just the spear, she does do the teeter totter and just like, what in the hell just happened? So as she teeter totters, the Macho Mage, he his robe is off. He's wearing his cold club shirt and his hat and his sunglasses came off. Like magically, they came off. He's going to hold his hand up. And when he holds his hand up, there's going to be a hand-sized 20-sided die in his hand. And he's just going to crack her in the head with it. Oh, so this is a hardcore match. We love to see it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just waiting for me to be called to intervene. I'm just letting this go on. I'm not even going to make you roll for it because this is amazing. So, yeah, you just crack her with this D20. And just to pull a frame of reference, you crack her so hard enough that blood just begins to trickle and cover her face. And as she looks at you, she is giving you the same look, pulling a reference of Dr. Britt Baker DMD during her lights out match with Thunder Rosa with that just face of blood. We'll show an image later. But she just looks at you and she just smiles as the blood begins to stain her teeth as well. And she just starts to nod and she just smiles. So in response, because technically she is still in her corner, she grabs the bat and she comes at you like Triple H status with the sledgehammer, just try stabs it in your ch- or attempts to stab it in your chest. I know that the believability of this is like nil. But can me and Tana have an Iron Man Captain America moment where she tries to stab me with the bat and I take the 20 side die and I put it in front of me and we like block it and we're like both standing there like epically. It's like the scene from Civil War when Iron Man and Captain America, when Iron Man does his palm blast and Captain America has the shield and it just goes slow motion. Yeah. As we discussed, this takes place in the world of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and this all makes sense. All Don't of a worry. sudden, you just see two stands just appear out of nowhere. But I'm listen, saying, we're, we're in that world. It makes sense. We're, we're people world. playing a wrestling tabletop RPG. Of course you can let it happen, because that is too awesome not for it to happen. So you find yourself at a stalemate. So can you imagine when they wide pyrotechnics go off? Yes! And if we're going to do the Civil War, Captain America did had have help in that fight. It's time for Bucky Barnes to take the shot. AA the t-shirt cannon? <laughs> yes. So, okay, but, so Bucky you're gonna, was taken out of that fight quickly, but he did get some good hits in. Okay, so you're interrupting, so you're going to spend a momentum to interrupt, and I'm assuming this, you're going to fight the t-shirt cannon? Yes, this is my last momentum. I can't help anymore. Good luck. Okay. I'm aiming for the face as both a towel to clean up the blood, but to disorient. Fire. 
Okay, so you fire it, and the t-shirt cannon goes directly and hits Tana directly in the face, momentarily loosening her grip on the bat and dropping it to the floor. And then also now, not only is she covered in blood, but now she has a t-shirt on her face that she's trying to get off, which causes her to stumble near the ropes. I'm going to kick the bat out of the ring and I'm going to roll the 20 side die like in the middle of the ring. So the bats out of the ring, the die is still in the ring, but I am going to let Tana take the t-shirt off her face and get her bearings. But I'm just going to, I'm going to set, I'm going to, I'm going to hunch down like a la Goldberg and I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. Jeez Louise, bro. Yeah. So from her viewpoint, she can't really see anything but the t-shirt. So she stumbles a little bit forward and she's able to throw it off of her face, but she's looking towards the side where she throws it. So Macho Mage, what is about to happen as she turns back around to face you? As she turns back around to face the Macho Mage, she is going to get a flying ass in the face. So are we talking like Rikishi status here? No, we're talking like... Is it like Naomi in the rear view where she just where you just oh, run and man. jump up and hit you with the butt? Yeah, uh, who used to do that? Was it Mysterio? Or was it Chris Jericho? Uh, but it's pretty much like... He's going to run and then jump and like turn and just his ass is just going to right in her face. Not yes. Rikishi style, but just almost like using his ass as a fist. And when he does it, he's going to yell, Meat hand! Okay. So again, that definitely happens. And once again, your Mage hand pushes her to the ropes where she begins to teeter over the top a little bit, trying to still get her balance. Macho Mage is going to now duck down and grab scoop up her yeah he's going to duck down scoop up her yes that's the move he's going to scoop up her legs by her ankles and he's going to lift and toss her over the ropes okay so basically we're going to, you know what since you're trying to toss her in this amazingness i am going to have you roll you know have you roll plus body for this one so I have an eight on the die. I am going to add a. No, we're going to go with an eight. We're going to go with an eight. OK. Yeah. So on an eight, because basically we're going. So there's a moment where Tana just. As she is falling over the top rope, as you are able to push her over you for the long. So for as long as you've known Tana, Macho Mage. Outside of the ring, you guys have somewhat of a good relationship. And as she's falling over the top row, about to enter one of the boxes that is on the outside, you could just see for a brief moment that she breaks kayfabe and her kind of bitchy demeanor fades away as she threw all the blood on her face and just everything that has transpired in this match so far. You just see... A small bloody smile, not like a condescending smile, but one of someone who's very proud of their friend and where have they have reached as she smiles and in a slow motion, her body rocks back, falling off of the apron into the box onto the floor. Oh, she's getting invited to the barbecue. <laughs> OK, 
there's but still yeah. one thing you have to do now, Macho Mage, in order to win this thing. How is the... Okay. All right. So, God, how can he do this? Fuck it. Theatrics. Macho Mage is going to get up onto the top rope, and he's just... He's going to hit a stance, right? And it's just going to be like... One of those Dungeons and Dragons paintings of a mage like casting a powerful spell, and he's just gonna look at the lid of the box, and he's gonna hold his hand out to the lid of the box, and then he's going to pull his hand slowly in, like he's willing the box lid to close. As Blitzen disappears and starts closing the lid for him. Yes. <laughs> And then when the lid finally closes, he holds his hand hands up like on high and there's just six fireworks. As Blitzen quickly runs back and gets on John's shoulder as he walks up. Now, here's the key question. Is that the third or fourth box? That is true. This is the third box. So what does the third box say? So Bjorn starts coming back. Oh, can you hear me? Hang on. I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. So Bjorn, Bjorn comes back down on the chain from which he went up not too long ago and is riding the chain back down over that box. And I see that box. The Viking, I've seen the, the Viking Sam or the Viking Santa Claus is back to take another body. How sad this day is. And I'm going to pull the tag and open the tag. And all it says is, do not open. And I'm going to hook it. And it goes up slowly into the rafters. And now it's an evil ho 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 laugh. Ho ho ho! Oh, Jeez, Louise. Okay. Up and up and up. I I really want to do. I really want to be a pain in the butt as the grassman. I really want to. I'm gonna roll a die. See if I do it. Okay. So here's how it's going to work. So I'm just gonna have you roll two d six on six or lower. Grassman is nowhere to be found. On a seven or higher, Grassman is about to do some shenanigans. He's not there. Damn. <laughs> if he was there, I was going to say he cuts the chain and, t- and steals <gasps> the box. Nope. You know what? Fuck. Nope. Not this time around. Not this but time. Yes. There's still a jolly but evil laugh as Bjorn rides the box up. Oh. That is not menacing at all, folks. That is just <laughs> our friendly neighborhood Santa Claus. As we like see, the mage has beat the tyrant. For this match. Thank you everyone for coming to see the shows. Please buy a novelty t-shirt for the Cult Club at your nearest exit. We'll all see you next time. Yo, honestly. And and that's how the show goes off the air. (laughs) So. Wait, I have to make one final roll. Oh, do it real quick. And then we'll go into our last bit. For Macho, that's at least a five. It could be at least a six, but I gotta roll the other one. That's an eleven. Damn. Get, a, get an audience, ma- Macho Age. Nice. Hell yeah. Are you in top spot now? Uh, I don't think he can hear you. No, I can. I have. Yeah, I'm at plus four now. Wait, <gasps> I'm audience. So, but you're not in the top spot yet, are you? Would that plus one give you the no, top spot? No, I am. Because I am still a jobber, I cannot be in the top spot. Oh, that's right. So you Damn, have... I forgot about that. What does the job? Why am I giving it? I'm fine. Don't... We'll talk about it off screen because there's some implications here and I love it. But we got one bit to do. So as the show goes off the air, 
the cameraman follows you, Umbra, as you are back into the boiler room where everything goes down. And as you walk in, you feel the presence of something dark, which you already know. You know who it is. But with the theatrics and come out here. I know you're here. <laughs> so I I'll- actually know you're right there. And I went to a dark corner of the room. I work in the darkness. I know this. <laughs> Master Grassman just comes down from the roof as well. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who we can't. Okay. So coming from uh, coming out of the darkness is of course good old Louisiana man. And just with his fingers crossed, walks towards you, Umbra and says more congratulations on your victory at lockdown. I must say, I'm quite impressed. Thank you. That why you seem to want to... Is that... Are you flirting with me? Do I want to go there? <laughs> Let me think about it real quick. <laughs> so the Louisiana man just chuckles and says, <laughs> maybe, but I get my thrills in the middle of a match. Which is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. I'm listening. I propose that we have a match next week. If I win, win said match, I would like a chance at that Bedlam Break Championship around your waist. Uh, I warn you, I ain't giving up this puppy so easily. All right. The Grafman just looks as he slowly pulls out a sledgehammer from the corner of the shadows. So, Umbra just goes, You know what? I'll give you your match. And, how about this? I, regardless of we win or of if you win or lose, I still want that match at Resurrection. So, how about this? If I win, you work whatever magic you want to get me a match with Tana. The grassman slowly pulls out from a different corner a pair of bolt cutters. Louisiana man just chuckles slowly accept your request, but I do warn you. There are some things that I do not think you're prepared for, but don't you worry your pretty little head, son. I will make sure that you get your match. And he just chuckles. Harl, Ava, as both of them step up from the shadow. Let's go pay our little Kris Kringle friend a visit. As, they sl- as, as the grassman just crawls his way back up to the I am. Oh, He like, pops out from the shadow. He says, you had more to say. Yeah, I just wanted to say. I'm still I am going to and i Definitely, thank you for giving for willing to give me a nice practice match next week. So I'm ready for Tana. <laughs> what are you guys still doing here? We told them- the they have the documents said that I can read over real quick. I can if, if you catch my drift, I want it to be a hardcore match. I already knew that's what you were going to oh. ask. <laughs> And with that, we start to have the disputes over who technically owns the rights of the boiler room because it's just like one of those properties. (laughs) We have a contract that is being held by Blitzen. They signed saying if we won the match, we get the boiler room. 
John Reed. Cons- yes, it's correct. Do we do consider, all the consider it an invited meeting just this once? Okay. Cool. So the Bayou Brotherhood slink off into the shadows, and that is where we're going to conclude tonight's episode. I really thought they were going to break my bones. <laughs> Don't worry, I still have plans for that. It's just we're just starting the build to resurrection, but yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I, I'm gonna retcon just a little bit. Now that I'm thinking about it, I want a bedlam break match at lockdown. So. If he wins, he gets to fight me at, at sorry, not lockdown, at resurrection. Mm-hmm. If he, oh no, he just I'll wants think about to this fight a little you. bit because yeah, yeah I, I want to. I'm going to fight him next week. I'm gonna say, I want a bedlam. I do want a bedlam break champion match at resurrection. If you win, you pick my opponent. If I win, I get to pick my opponent. Hell yeah, so I'm all here for that. All right, we got it settled. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. Now that I have yes, time to actually is... think about it and not vomit out of my mouth. That will conclude tonight's episode. Holy crap, you guys, a lot has happened. To the listening audience that stuck with us for this insane ride that was this episode of Insane Asylum Wrestling, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, we're slowly building towards their next pay-per-view resurrection. A couple members of the roster are missing. So how is that going to play out? It's what kind of shenanigans is the coal club going to get into? And you're going to have to tune in to find out what happens. So until what is the next episode. creature of John oh, the eighth will do? Yeah, apparently now we like. They're related as brothers. It's crazy. But from us here at the D&D Vibe Tribe Protection to all of you listening, remember, take care of each other, love one another. And as always, let the good times roll until the next episode of Friday Night Fight. See you later. (laughs) 